Hello and welcome to the Professional Appreciators Podcast. Uh, I don't know about you, but Evan and I cannot stop thinking about the Batman. Just seeing it on the IMAX screen and, and the Batmobile's engine revving and that Dolby surround sound just... Sorry, I uh, started drooling there for a second. But anyway, we are going to do a first here on the podcast and spend a second episode on the same subject, that being the Batman. Last week, we posted a full review on the channel and on the podcast, but today we are going full spoilers into the Batman and why it works. And at the end of the episode, Evan and I are listing off our respective top five theatrical Batman movies. But first, Evan and I have to settle a debate that has been plaguing the internet. All right, Evan, I have a serious question for you. Okay. I'm coming in hot this week. I'm ready to answer serious questions. This question has been lighting up the social medias, specifically TikTok. Okay. And I'm just going to frame it to you like this. Doors or wheels? Oh my gosh. So I decided yesterday. You've been thinking about this? I haven't been thinking about this. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I was kind of forced into a discussion yeah. about it. And I've decided wheels. Yeah. I think that's the... Because there's wheels on everything. Like, yeah. like there's wheels on office chairs. Like there's there are wheels inside of doors to help them slide. Yeah. Obviously vehicles have wheels. Yep. But in countries, I was thinking about this, in countries where they don't have doors, where they use maybe like a curtain or right. something like that. Countrywide. They still have wheels though. Yeah. They have wheels, but no doors maybe. Yeah. Or they're like not a traditional door of some kind. I will say when I first heard the question, I immediately went wheels. Yeah. Then I started thinking about it. I heard some other opinions. People were like, what about all these skyscrapers and like cities there where it's just buildings with doors. doors and doors and doors. Sure. But I was thinking, okay, one, there ha- like there just has to be more cars in the world than buildings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like if you think there's not like a building per person. If there aren't. There's almost a car per person. Yeah. And so that's four right there. Yeah. And even if it's not a one for one. Yeah. Where it's like a car still has four wheels and sometimes 18 wheelers. Think about that. When you think about there are doors that have rollers at the bottom. Mm, But that's doors with wheels. Hold on. I didn't think about this though. Oh yeah. Cars have doors. That's right, but that's like almost equal to the yeah, amount so of wheels. Yeah, it kind of cancels it out. And, and like, I guess you could count like the, the hatch, uh, the hatch in the back, a door. a door, which is so it's one more door. You know, but but then you count motorcycles, no doors, two wheels. That's so true. That, that's where the difference comes that's in. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> and then you count. So then you got cars, motorcycles. Then you count just regular bicycles. Yeah. Again, no doors. <laughs> I don't know what you thought the word the part of the word sickle was going to get confused. <laughs> what? You said bicycles? Bicycles. Well, I was like about to say bikes and I was like I already said motorbikes. I don't want to get the bikes confused. Sure. Yeah. Bicycles. Bicycles. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to enunciate how I want to, okay? Oh yeah, yeah, you go ahead and do that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into it before it gets too late <laughs> and an hour in it's midnight, you know? Right, right, right. So, it's been a week. Yeah. We did a quick review of the Batman. Spoiler light. Yeah. I think, I think maybe we tipped or teased a little bit of stuff. It could have been spoiler adjacent. Yeah, spoiler adjacent. Like if it was you, across the street. If you did some math, mm-hmm. you could spoil some things for yourself. Yeah. 
but you know you'd have to kind of like do yeah. some math on it but now we've had a week to sit it's gestated mm-hmm. i think we both were positive but like not in love with it yeah so to get it started after a week of it kind of like sitting in your brain how do you feel now i after a week of it sitting in my brain i really enjoyed it i really liked it i really like it now I, I think right after I got done watching it, I was a little bit like, okay, I was digesting it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I needed some time to digest. Now that I feel like I've digested, mm-hmm. I feel like it is up there with like my favorites yeah. of the Batman era. Yeah, even though... I said that weird. Yeah. It's, it's up there as one of my favorite Batman yeah. Even though... Movies. Coming to the studio today, I learned some things about you, which is like you do not remember which Batman movies you have and have not seen. And you're kind of, you're kind of, yeah, you got some holes in your Batman. I do kind of yeah. have holes in my bat, uh, filmography, my batography, yeah. batography. Yeah. That's yeah, the word. In my batography. The one that I've seen the most, the, uh, other than the Nolan mm-hmm. trilogy, the Batman I've seen the most is probably the worst Batman like could be considered yeah. the worst one that there is. And it was like, as a kid, it but was like my favorite. But for a kid, favorite. it's the best one, yeah. Yeah, as a kid, it's like, this is the greatest thing yeah. ever. But uh, I realized I was watching some things about Batman, obviously, and I realized that I don't really remember mm-hmm. like the storyline of yeah. some of the older Batman. Um, So... We can finally dig into the spoilers of the Batman. Like as far as length of the movie went, mm-hmm. I think sure. Could there have been some things cut? Yeah, to shorten the movie. Sure, yes, yeah. there could have. But at the end of the day, I would much rather see Matt Reeves' vision like in its entirety yeah. for the movie, and I would rather take the extra time. And I know you know how I feel about long movies, and. I would rather have the extra stuff in there. I just would. And I'd rather it be a longer movie. There were a couple of moments where I felt like, like this is, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that this is a three hour movie right now. Like it's not just, which, and by the way though, it is a long movie. It's okay for a long movie to feel kind of long sometimes because it is long. But I, uh, I it doesn't offend me. I like it it wasn't it wasn't so slow in those parts yeah. of the movie where it was like oh, I'm feeling the 3 hour runtime that I felt like oh man like let's move on like let's get to the next thing I'm bored. Like it it wasn't ever like that. It just felt like there was a slight drag yeah. and then it kind of Yeah, I think going, so. What but, I was what I was trying to say was I agree. I don't mind a movie being long. Be yeah. 3 hours, but the issue is not necessarily the length and this is what it always comes down to when it comes to a long movie mm-hmm. it's structure mm-hmm. it's always structure and so i felt like something i couldn't say in the non-spoiler review was yeah we hinted at it that it felt like it had two climaxes yeah the way it was structured having batman and catwoman break into falcone's residence yeah batman having that whole interaction with John, uh, um, I'm forgetting his name, the actor uh, who played Falcone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and having I'm that, not going to try and take a stab yeah. at his last name. You're not going to you're not going to save I'm me. I'm not going to try and take a stab. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Yeah. Uh but anyway, having that whole thing crescendo with him like him learning that Falcone was behind his parents' murder and like having that whole set piece there and not 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 behind his parents' murder. Yeah. Wasn't Falcone behind the murder of the guy that his father wanted dealt with? That's why he was there. Yeah, but I thought I thought it hints that Falcone, because he could have gotten leverage on them, he like used that to get them. I'm pretty sure it hinted that he was behind their murder. Yeah, maybe it did, and I'm remembering it incorrectly. But yeah. he, all that to say, though, it was a pretty convoluted, like complicated, yeah, winding story. Yeah, like I I did feel on my heels for most of the movie mm -hmm. like obviously the riddler is there riddling away <laughs> right and like you're trying to like riddling solve that away. stuff but i did feel like i was like i don't really know where this is gonna end up which yeah. i like that in a movie where it's like it feels a little not over complicated but it it feels complex so it you're you're actively trying to figure it out as the movie goes yeah. where you're, it's like you take that role of detective a little bit too along with batman and you're like oh, i'm yeah. trying to figure it out too it's an interesting it's an interesting mystery because it's never who did it yeah the question is like why how were these murders connected and i really liked that it brought in you're thomas. right it you're really right. brought in thomas and martha i just Wayne. remembered I just remembered what? because he was going to go to the police. He was going to go to the confess. police and confess. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, I'll tie that back. So the question, the driving question of the mystery isn't who's doing it. We know it's the Riddler. Yeah. It's how are all these like famous political figures being murdered connected? Like yeah. what's the reasoning? And I love how the story brings in Thomas and Martha Wayne. And you see that like batman treats his mother and father like gods like they're holy they're these sacrosanct like images of like purity yeah and like justice and he wants to honor them and then realizing that his heroes are human yeah really grounded i liked that i i didn't think from a pacing issue him going on that whole rabbit trail to like discover that falcone <clears throat> was behind their murder because he got a journalist killed for them and then Thomas was gonna kind of confess yeah and he you know kind of did that I thought that was interesting but it didn't really push the Riddler kind of connections okay we learn that yeah he's targeting the Waynes because of their corruption he's targeting all these corrupted figures but um having it crescendo there like it felt like he accomplished something, and so it felt like an ending when he got rid of Falcone. But when you get to the very end of the movie and you realize this whole thing was about investigating Batman's own sense of vengeance and how vengeance is limited, yeah, I felt like in the middle section, it felt a little um, aimless because it wasn't actively interrogating his ideas of vigilant like vigilantism yeah it was in the beginning and it was at the end but in the middle you don't see him like really struggling with vengeance yeah like there's never a moment where he's like debating the morality of it he's only debating it at the end right and i feel like if 
here's my kind of writing thing that they should have done. If they would have made it really easy for Batman to like kill Falcone mm-hmm. and then have himself try and question, like, would that have actually done anything? Right. I thought that would have really drived the dramatic question and yeah. kept it kind of focused. And so then that ties in when the Riddler goon says I'm vengeance and like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it felt like hurt. It felt like it hurt the movie a little bit to wait until really the very, yeah. very end of the movie to unveil that. Like basically the Riddler, the entire movie thought, I'm help like I'm helping Batman. Like yeah. he wasn't, but he was never after Batman. Batman was never in danger of being like yeah, kidnapped or killed by the Riddler because the Riddler was under the impression that he was helping him serve vengeance to the corruption of the city. Yeah, and uh, I just thought that that was it was an awesome scene between Batman and the Riddler whenever he finally realizes like no, like you're my inspiration for this whole thing. And, uh, just kind of having the realization of what Batman is doing in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. No one is getting hurt. Like just criminals are being kind of served whatever justice means to Batman, but we don't live in a vacuum and like your actions have a ripple effect where it's like, the Riddler's version of justice is very, very different from Batman's and Batman finds himself trying to stop someone from doing something he perceives as evil. And then he has to turn back and say like, Oh, I inspired this. So now I have to look within and actually look at what I've been doing and what my definition of justice really is and what it really means, which I think is, um, a really fascinating way to go about studying Batman. And I I know that we said this, uh, on the podcast before, but, um, on the, the review, the non-spoiler review, by the way, this is like fully a spoiler podcast. So if you don't want the Batman spoiled for you, you haven't seen it yet. You're crazy. You should have turned this off 15 minutes ago. If you didn't want the Batman spoiled for you, but, uh, no, I just thought that, yes, at the beginning of the movie, and, and if we are saying critiques about the story, mm-hmm. I think that everything that you're saying plays to that idea of what is the heart of this movie. Right. And them not really, it felt like them not really wanting to show their hand until later. Yeah. And then it, it just felt like we, though, like, the city was amazing. Like the way that the city looked Mm -hmm. was incredible. Like, uh, Batman's suit was amazing. Like everything about the movie looked beautiful and was awesome. But I just felt like the thing I was missing was just, they weren't giving me the little hints that I needed to kind of solve the mystery of what the heart of the film is. Yeah, not the mystery of the film, but like no, the, the, the mystery of like what the heart of it is. Yeah. Like what, what are we the film saying? Yeah. What is the film really saying? Like yeah. what's the heart of this, uh, until the very end of the movie. And I, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but that 
I just felt myself straining yeah. to get at what the heart of this film was until the very end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, which I do, I, the payoff at the end did feel really good mm-hmm. and it was nice. Um, but that, that's like, that's just my one big critique. And maybe there were those things in there and I missed it cause I've only seen it yeah. once and it was three hours long because it is like, make no mistake about it. It is an Epic. Like mm-hmm. it is a full blown like Epic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I, I really, really liked it. I really did. The more I think about it, the more interviews I watch, the mm-hmm. more I talk about it, the more I really dig this take on Batman. I really yeah. Do. Um, like I said in our original review, I, I, I think, and not to spend too much time on like what went wrong, but I just want to elaborate on like why I'm not like over the moon over the movie. I really like it. I'm like, I love thinking about it. But like it's hard to like put it like up at the cream of the crop for me um but the main reason is just like i felt like it's the mechanics kind the of mechanics the and like you know if you make the scope too large in the middle of the film which i feel like it did like i yeah. appreciate that this compared to most batman movies was very very batman centric like yeah. there's a tendency in batman movies where like for like the villain to like a take a lot of the spotlight which fair the joker's a great villain and his rogues gallery is great yeah but like this movie really seemed dedicated to like we are investigating and interrogating like batman's psyche yeah but i feel like in the middle section there's so many characters they do such a great job of fleshing out gotham that the scope becomes so big that like batman's internal struggle about vengeance starts off great and then in the middle kind of like where is he struggling with this internal conflict over vengeance? It's not until, like you said, yeah, at the very end where you really start to see him grapple with that. And like, I yeah. feel like I think you and I really are saying the same thing. Yeah, it's just in a different way. Yeah, I I think that you and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're getting it more like the mechanics of the storytelling and like mm-hmm. the arcs of the characters and the arcs of the story felt a little disjointed, like two thirds of the yeah. way through the movie. Where it was like, as an audience member, you are kind of discombobulated trying to figure out, like, is this the end? Oh, no, it's not the end of the movie, but like, what's going on? Like, what is Batman's motivation right now? Because I felt like we were onto something and now it got jumbled. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we're saying the same things just in a different way. Yeah. But, um, but it, it pulls it off in the end and maybe focus on some things it gets right. Yeah. I think this movie gets a lot of things right. And a lot, it gets a lot more things right than, yeah. than and something I want to throw at you because we didn't talk about it in our original review. I don't think was yeah. how inexperienced and naive this Batman was. Yeah. And like, especially one of my favorite scenes Ooh, is, is it going to be the same as mine. Yeah. Is it when he like, uh, glides off the building for the first time and uses Dude, that wingsuit. I was thinking the exact same thing. And like one, when Pattinson gets to the top of the roof, like you can see how scared he is. Yeah, he has dude. to psych himself up and then he jumps and it's so frenetic and chaotic and he hits that like, I think it's like a bridge underpass. It's like a bridge and a bus. Yeah. That was the weirdest. Honestly though, Yeah, I the, the movie kind of went from like one of the most enjoyable parts to me to like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. Because he does, he gets up to the top of the building and like looks scared, which mm-hmm. I feel like you never see Batman looking shocked or scared. Right. So that was a different thing. And then he jumps off 
And the most unrealistic part of the entire movie was whenever he like bounces off of a bridge and a bus and like just yeah. like lands on the ground and is like, I like I like that he just like <laughs> it, it just it really heightens the stakes when he's not so polished when like yeah. you know like he could just he can make just the slightest wrong move and like yeah. really hurt himself. It, like I really appreciated that he did. I really like thought, this. and I thought moments like that were all over the movie. Yeah, and I really appreciated it, just because he is a younger Batman. Like we're we're getting to see a version of Batman that yeah. we haven't gotten to see in live action, and he's young and inexperienced and awkward, mm-hmm. and you know, not. Uh, not polished and not good at everything yet because we were joking a while back about 007 literally being good at everything and batman's kind of the same way where he's like well let me hack this mainframe real quick right and i'll just find the answers where it's like you're very much getting to see a batman that's kind of figuring it out as he goes well and to be like the anti-james bond like this batman is not cool no he's not he's very like obsessive he's awkward and awkward and eccentric and i really like that take on batman because i feel like to do what he does you have to be a little if, bit more obsessive. it feels more grounded yeah it, it really makes it, it helps me feel grounded in the character and in the movie and in the world mm-hmm. because i think it's a subconscious it's like you're doing subconscious math whenever you yeah. watch stuff like that and your subconscious is telling you for a guy like this who's this obsessed mm-hmm. like always like up all night sleeps all day kind of thing like yeah. he would be like awkward like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't just go have conversations with people the only person he talks to is alfred yeah like that's the only person he interacts with yeah to be able to be good and at, yeah to be able to be good at as many things as he is in the movie like you have to have zero life yeah so i believe this guy has spent 90 percent of his adult life in a basement in the dark working on like tech yeah and building a sweet car and like learning how to investigate (laughs) yeah um but another thing about this movie i really liked and like listening to matt reeves um it's something i picked up on when i watched it but i didn't exactly like have the the vocabulary and like when he mentioned how hitchcock was one of his influences for this movie and specifically like hitchcock's tendency to use point of view Mm -hmm. and like subjectivism i was like yes because when the movie opens with that opening shot of like through the binoculars and it's yeah. just like this pov i was like oh this is batman staking out a scene right it's not it's the riddler oh and then, the, and then that doubles dude. back because then later batman is spying on catwoman same exact binocular shot and yeah. it's this voyeurism how like a, a subtle way where matt reeves is linking the riddler with batman and showing they're not different they're really not yeah they're not as different as you yeah. think and the Riddler doesn't think that they're different at all. No. The Riddler thinks yeah. they're doing the same, that they have the same motives. Wow. Yeah. I hadn't connected that. That's yeah. really cool. Because when the movie opened, I could have swore. I was like, oh, this is a really cool shot of like Batman, like staking out a scene. I thought so too. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. you're like, and then it flips on. You're like, oh, then it feels oh, gross. This isn't and that's what's great is because when I'm thinking it's Batman, I go, this is perfectly normal and cool. And then as soon as I realize it's Riddler and I think back on it, I'm like, oh, what a creepy thing. But really. Well, and. And that I had the same feeling and it primes you for later in the movie whenever he's doing that to Catwoman, because I had that feeling when he was like watching her in her apartment. I was like, oh, this Batman's like a stalker. Yeah. Like he's a creep. Like he's 
basically like he's legit just stalking someone and like watching yeah. them in their house and that's yeah. creepy yeah and i i it like primes you for that because it it almost that opening sequence where you realize it's the riddler like the spying turns kind of for yeah. lack of a better term gross and then it happens later in the movie and you're primed for that to feel kind of yep. icky as yeah. opposed to like, nah, just Batman doing his thing. You yeah, know, there's just a lot of people. There's a lot of really clever comparisons Matt Reeves does without like explicitly telling the audience. And he trusts the audience to like pick up on those things. Yeah. And to trust point of view. Yeah. And um, yeah, I didn't. Like I remember thinking it when I first watched the movie, but you're so fresh out of the yeah. theater, dude. No, that was that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I hadn't connected that. And that's he talks really, about really like cool. a lot of the shots in the movie are like point of view shots, like yeah. like the whole car chase. Every camera angle is from the the car. Yeah, there's no like objective wide shot of the cars. Maybe a few, but like he's and they were really, all like hard mounts, so yeah, it was like hard mounts, shaky and like mm -hmm. awesome and yeah. So I really appreciated, like, in general, this movie is, like, really zoning in on Batman or honing in on Batman. Mm -hmm. And from a filmmaking perspective, it does the same thing where you get a lot of point of view shots of, like, Batman gliding or in the car. You, like, you're in his tights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, you're in his bat shoes. Yeah. And I really appreciated that because, you know, on a grander scale, that's what the movie's trying to do is, like, really get yeah. you in his psyche. Yeah. Hey, and upon like further, you know, thinking about it and, uh, the more I've just watched interviews, it has really made me want to watch it again. Yeah. And it does feel like one of those movies. The more I think about it, it feels like one of those movies that on a second watch, it could be like really, really fun. The second yeah. watch through kind of understanding where the story is going and being able to to pick up on those subtle things. Cause I do think Matt Reeves is doing those subtle things in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's just really hard to pick up on everything that with that first watch through. So I'm excited yeah. to watch it again. I really am because the more I think about it, the more I kind of miss the mm -hmm. world a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just so well done with, um, how intentional the visuals are and the blocking and the framing. Like it, and again, we mentioned this before, but like it really, um, it really eschews a lot of conventional blockbuster um, techniques. Like it yeah. really feels like a, I mean, it's, it's an expensive movie, mm -hmm. but it really feels like a more mid-level like movie. It really does because yeah. there's not a ton of huge set pieces. It's not action oriented. The story isn't being driven by the action. It's very much like action is sprinkled out and the very few action scenes we get are very much like hand-to-hand -hand combat yeah so it's very much like character driven it's a far cry from an 18-wheeler flipping yeah. over in the middle of a street yeah and you know like it it's just like um a lot of superhero movies have like the same structure they really do like you just yeah like and this really had like a more conventional like Matt Reeves has mentioned like his inspirations were like Chinatown and movies yeah. like that where like it's a slow character driven burn and this was that and so like yeah. it was a little discombobulating at first to be like oh so like I'm not being carried set yeah. piece to set why piece he, uh, why isn't he getting in a fight with a bad guy yet yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it's, I, 
I uh, I loved that part about it. I I thought that was great because yeah. I did go in not not expecting more of an indie film necessarily, but like mm-hmm. I went in expecting more of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It I I went in expecting it to feel less like a superhero movie mm-hmm. than anything else that I had right. watched, and uh, it. I feel like it completely delivered on that. Yeah. It didn't necessarily feel like a superhero movie where it's like the opening scene is him rescuing someone from like some danger. It's like, no, the opening scene is someone getting murdered. Yeah. And that's what Batman like begins his investigation with is that murder. Also, I want to mention when Batman first shows up in his suit when he's walking through uh, the line of police officers. Mm hmm. I loved the way that they were all looking at him, not like they were scared of him, but they were looking at him like he was a freak. Yeah. Like, yeah. who is this guy? At the crime scene. Yeah. yeah. In this like weird suit, like yep. hadn't proven himself at all. Yeah. You know, like, like why are they bringing this like weird guy in like a weird outfit? Like all their, the looks on their face say it all where it's like, why is this guy here? Who is this guy? Like, he's really weird. Yeah. And they're like, it, it almost felt like maybe I did this in my own brain and like wrote this narrative, but it almost feel like, felt like they were on the verge of like chuckling almost like, mm-hmm. like who is this weirdo? Yeah. There's a, it's a very, just like, kind of like what kind of, yeah, like, I really loved that. Cause it's like every Batman we've ever seen has been a handsome, suave playboy. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Well, speaking of spoilers, something we didn't mention. There's a small little reveal at the end of the movie mm-hmm. of a certain character. Yeah, named the Joker. What did you feel about that? That oh. scene where uh, the Riddler gets put into Arkham and uh, he get, has a little chat with his uh, cell neighbor. Yeah, I. Uh, it made me wonder. At that time, because mm-hmm. we saw it on opening night. Yeah. I thought that that was kind of a ballsy thing to do because at that point they don't know if they're getting a second movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And well, and you know, maybe they do know that they're getting it and we just don't know it yet, but I was under the impression where it was kind of like, well, they're probably going to see how this movie goes and then decide if they're going to do another one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I felt like it was kind of a, a crazy thing to be like, Oh, it feels like they're very much setting up yeah. for another you Batman know, movie. I think, I think the Joker in this iteration of Batman could really be something interesting. Yeah. Like in this Gotham, like in this universe where it does feel much more of like a, there's more realism surrounding it. Kind of like Nolan's like Mm -hmm. had more, a lot more realism surrounding that world. But even the penguin, you know, you, you tend to think of Danny DeVito and like this, he's got like, fins you know and like a crazy nose and an umbrella yeah uh, you know he looks weird <laughs> and uh, like a caricature and the penguin in this movie is like low on the to- low man on the totem pole not the boss of anything like has aspirations to mm-hmm. be uh the boss but like is more scarred from something where it's like you can tell there's a story there yeah and so that kind of gets me excited about the prospect mm-hmm. of 
how would they handle a character like the Joker? Mm -hmm. Like what story would they give him? And I think that this Batman really focuses in on like trauma and like Batman's trauma plays a big role in this movie. Yeah. And same with Catwoman's trauma plays a big role in this movie. And I think to a lesser degree, Penguin's like obviously been the odd man out, like hasn't been kind of given his due. He's like smart. He has Mm -hmm. aspirations. He has street smarts. He knows how to like work a deal and work a, a situation to kind of benefit him. Uh, but you can tell he's been through a lot cause he's like disfigured, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I, I'm, I would be really excited about how they would handle yeah. the v- more, more villains in this version of Batman. I mean, I'm always going to be curious and excited to see a new Joker, Yeah. but I felt like in this movie, it w- like it definitely wasn't needed, but I didn't think it like really hurt anything. I didn't feel like it was, I felt either here or yeah. there really, but, uh, the prospect is always kind of yeah. a cool prospect. But. It's weird because part of me is like, man, like I would love to see different villains we haven't seen before. Um, instead of like always having to like make the second movie about the Joker, blah, blah, blah. Right. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting if they like had the Joker on the periphery in the next movies where like he doesn't necessarily have to be the main bad guy, but right. he can be like an agent of chaos, like. In the background, a wild helping card. or s- sabotaging, you know? Yeah. Like just this wild card. Yeah. Because, like, one of my favorite Batman movies is an animated movie, uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. And I think that movie use- uses the Joker very well, well where uh, the Joker is not the main bad guy. He appears in the, like, third act. Yeah. And this way that like, he kind of, like, is a wild card. He's, he kind of comes in and shakes things up. And it's a great, like, scene. Yeah. But he doesn't have to be the main attraction right and i think that's a nice way to like they can bring in more bad guys or utilize the penguin more which i would love to because colin farrell did such a great job yeah i was like i'm i'm ready for him to like take over but we can have the the joker sprinkled in the background you know yeah so that's my take on it he was a really great penguin um yeah i i really enjoyed them taking the characters of uh that were in past batman movies that were more caricatures like penguin and riddler because if you remember the last time riddler was in a live action i mean a very fun performance (laughs) yeah yeah but like a total caricature like you know and i just really loved how this one brought them down to earth grounded them made you know made the riddler a serial killer basically yeah made the penguin a mob boss i will Uh, say though I don't know if they intentionally realized this, but you remember those college humor Batman videos with yeah. like with Pete Holmes playing Batman? <laughs> yeah. Well, they have like a Riddler skit where like as a joke, they have like the Riddler pose a question and Batman is just like, he, the only thing he knows to say is, is it uh, is the answer justice? <laughs> and, and in this movie, one of the answers to a yeah. riddle was Just- sincerely justice. And I heard Pattinson go like, it's justice. And like, I almost like lost it in the theater. Being I, like, dude, I completely forgot like, about that skit. I was like, someone made a parody where Batman answers something as justice. And oh you're like leaning into it. Dude, I completely forgot about that. So skit. I don't know if they were like acknowledging that or maybe it was a little, it was just the movie was about justice. So yeah. But as soon as Pattinson said, 
the answer's justice. I, I just immediately thought of Pete Holmes. We're, uh, dude, that's so funny. I didn't even connect those dots. Yeah. That's hilarious. Were you, uh, I want to know if you were thinking the same thing I was whenever the, uh, he crashes the penguin's car mm-hmm. and the penguin kind of sees him walking up, which I think is one of the coolest oh, shots. Oh, when the camera's upside down. Yeah, I think it's one of the coolest yeah. shots in the movie. And there's the fire behind him. I really wish they didn't show that shot in the trailer. That's like my one regret. Yeah. But were you thinking the same thing I was thinking whenever he was walking up? I I was just thinking like Clint Eastwood, like in uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, like with the the poncho that he has and the boots and everything. I felt like it was like really... I didn't even think about that. I felt like it was a real uh, kind of homage homage to to that style like like a wet i i feel like if there was i and i'm always gonna try to ask if a movie is a western Western? (laughs) it's not it's not but i felt like there was a great kind of homage to yeah to that style in that because it was framed like in the car door kind Mm -hmm. of and then he was walking up and then the camera flipped around to very like inverted demented version of that yeah yeah definitely no but i thought that was really cool there were uh, I, I can't remember the, spe- the specific scenes uh, now, but uh, there were a couple of moments where I was like, "Oh, like they're I see what they're doing yeah. here, like they're homage, yeah, homaging to other movies." It's it's just so good. Like I don't know. Um, another scene I really liked we didn't touch on was when selena catwoman puts on his contact lenses yeah and he has to kind of like guide her through the bar i thought that was really interesting another use of like point of view yeah um but i'm excited to see where it goes um i was kind of confused about the whole storyline of like falcone being her dad yeah and then like but he didn't know that he was her dad yeah and, but there, but there she was, knew there was so much thrown at the audience in that section of the film, which again I yeah. think leads to like the structure and pacing feeling weird. Yeah, is uh, but again, like I reiterate, like I really thought it would have been interesting if Batman had the opportunity to get revenge on Falcone before the Riddler takes him out. Yeah, and that would have really cemented the idea of like Batman struggling with vengeance, and I think that comparison between him and Riddler would have been cemented stronger if batman was like seriously thinking about taking out the same person riddler wanted to take out have we seen in a live action movie have we seen batman kill anyone before oh batman v superman oh yeah that was a a huge thing like so many fans hated that version because i can't even like i i have a very hard time considering bat the bat fleck era Mm -hmm. as a part of like the batman it seems movies. like it's it seems like a little like it feels side like it's avenue. Just a completely separate thing. I don't know why, but yeah. it just feels like very different. Maybe because it wasn't as focused on Batman as yeah. it didn't feel like it was standalone Batman. It felt like it was Batman and, and his and his buddies. Batman and his buddies. Batman and buddies. No, yeah. Batman and friends. I mean at the end of the day though, uh this I feel like this movie is super worth going to see and I I like it more and more the more I talk about it and the more I think about it. I think um, uh, uh, Matt Reeves is a filmmaker that I had not really, I had seen his movies, but not thought like, oh, I'm going to like dig into Matt Reeves a little bit and like check out some more of his stuff. And this movie definitely made me feel like, man, I want to go back and 
and watch the the eight movies and and watch some of the other stuff that he's done rewatch let me in and yeah uh and and take in some more of his work because i think i was telling you this i think off camera but i'm really excited to see like what he's gonna do next because i I thought that this was an awesome i wonder if he goes the nolan route where like in between each batman movie for nolan he made a different movie oh yeah because like he made uh he made the prestige in between batman begins and dark knight and then he made inception in between dark knight and dark knight rises Mm -hmm. so or maybe he'll just go straight through straight through i heard that apes four is in the works though oh really yeah, I, I saw a little thing about it. I don't know how like I don't know if he's directing it or what. I just saw I feel that like it'd it be was... impossible for him to do both. No, yeah. yeah. But I just saw that it was in the works. I don't know so if like, it's like so him directing ask, or what. Let me ask you this. Like this Batman movie was a more like noir Chinatown meets seven type of movie. Yeah. Do you think Matt Reeves will or should continue that noir streak or do you want to see him kind of like push it further or take it in a different direction, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to start the answer to this question off by saying a hundred percent fine with him staying on the path right. that he's on because I dig it. Like yeah. I, I totally dig what he did with the Batman. I think the world is awesome. I think the characters like the way he wrote them and the way that, really top to bottom from the movie, like from the city to the characters, to the suits, to like the actors that he got to play on. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really, really liked it. And I would be fine with him staying true to that. Yeah. That's, I, that's probably pretty much my answer is like sticking that noir path. I think yeah. it's cool. I like it a lot. Like, yeah. I, I And I feel like uh, there's always something new that could be done, but I do ask yeah. myself like, what else could you do that's like different like the the departs and i feel like this is this is this feels fresh and it feels like a departure from what we've seen before and i would love to see him kind of dig deeper into that yeah double down on the mystery noir like honestly yeah i mean noir mystery in cinema is such like a deep well that there's so many different subdivisions and films he can find inspiration from like yeah so i don't i don't think him going back to the a mystery story is gonna feel you know derivative or repetitive at all yeah. um i think this is like his take and we can see two or three movies like that and be fine yeah i agree completely and i think that i really do think people have been interested in uh, the idea of what does a movie that focuses on the fact that like Batman is this amazing detective, like, and really kind of focuses on that and hones in on that, uh, look like. And I think that we've seen Batman solve crimes and we've seen him solve things before in other movies, but it really feels like they focused in on that aspect of it for this movie. Mm-hmm. And it felt really good. And I think, like you said, that that's a deep well. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, I was going to wrap it up with us doing our rankings of Batman movies, but you haven't even seen any of the Batman movies. Yeah. Okay. So let me just stop you right there. I don't even know if you can do a ranking. Let me stop you right there. Yeah. Because you 
have like progressively made this worse and worse for me. It's like, it started off as like, Evan has some holes. Like Evan is a criminal. For and now, seeing... now it's ended up as like, Evan has seen no Batman movies. He's never seen a single Batman movie. Well, you haven't, you got to prove me Where wrong. It's like, there are two that I like, yeah. can't remember exactly. Yeah. So, so do you, chill. do you think you could comfortably do your, like a top five of the theatrical Batmans? The Batmans. I could do, yes, my personal top five that probably don't include some that I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly what happened. Well, in. I mean, that's the thing. It, it's you can only do based on the movies you remember. You yeah. So, yeah. 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 So how about this? Number five for me, I'll, I'll give you some time to compose your list. Okay. Number five for me, out of all the theatrical Batman, let me just list them all. Okay. Um, there's the 1966 Batman, which mm-hmm. was a movie, you know, that led to the show and everything. Yeah. With Adam West. There's 1989 Batman with Michael Keaton. Batman Returns, which is the sequel. Then you have Joel Schumacher coming in with Val Kilmer. Batman Forever. Then you get Batman and Robin with George Clooney. Then you have Batman Begins. Christopher Nolan starting it off. Followed by The Dark Knight. Then The Dark Knight Rises. Then we get Batman v Superman, and then we get Lego Batman, and then oh, the so Batman. including Lego Batman. Yeah, we gotta in include there. Lego Batman. Oh, and then there's also Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, the animated film I mentioned earlier. I thought we were doing live action though. Well, theatrical. Okay, so, so not that, that just animated live movie action. went into theaters. Okay. So for me, my number five Batman movie of all time, I'm gonna go with Batman Begins, Christopher Nolan's first. Okay. I think it's a really great. We've seen the Batman origin story a million times, yeah. But I think this one does the origins the best, yeah. Especially with with a uh, Batman going into the mountains and training, uh, like that whole sequence is great. Him fighting um, Liam Neeson on the ice with swords, like I mean, it it does kind of like it starts off so hot that it kind of dips a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it never really catches up to that yeah um but it's still a really solid batman movie scarecrow is great um so that's my number five okay uh and am i am i now doing my number number five five? yeah i will probably do batman and robin as my number five you you haven't seen enough to where you can put all the good ones in this five See, no i knew you were gonna say that see but this is my personal okay this is your personal okay you defend it as a kid Mm -hmm. i watched batman and robin and whenever I was a child, I thought it was the coolest freaking thing I'd ever seen, man. Yeah. And so with my adult eyes, if I watched it, I may not think that it was the best, but it's going to go in my personal top five because as a kid, yeah. I loved it. Look, I, I think when people say like it's trash, I think that's totally off base. <laughs> yeah. It's not like my favorite Batman movie, but as like a... I'll be the first to admit that it's not the best bat batman movie yeah. that there is but this is my personal yeah if no, i if i had to watch five batman movies for the rest of my life yeah. couldn't watch any other ones i would want that in the list that's what i'm saying people treat it like it's utter garbage but it's not it's just like it's just not as serious as a take as i would no, prefer it's fun but it's fun it's, it's colorful fun. it's like really like the visuals and the set design is really interesting yeah 
Um, and you can kind of just have a blast with it. Let me just so. say, yeah. And this is, I'm not making a top five Batman movie list for another person. If I was yeah. Batman and Robin, we made it very clear. This there. is your list. This is my personal list. Okay. Yeah. So don't give me, don't trash talk me about it. All right. So this was tough because I do love the 1989, like OG Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate Dark Knight Rises. I, I think it's the weakest of the tr- of his trilogy, but I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, but number four for me isn't either of those. It's the Lego Batman. I love the Lego Batman movie. You know what I do too. It's it's genuinely hilarious. It, but it also it's very funny for a for like a comedy kind of spoof angle. It does tell like a good Batman story and. Um, uh, the whole Batman Joker dynamic in that movie is like, you know, it's goofy, but there's something kind of interesting about it. How like the Joker is presented as being in love with Batman and infatuated with him. Yeah. And I, I think when you actually look at the comics and the movies, like there's something to that where they both can't destroy each other. Like right. they don't have it in them. Like Batman doesn't kill and the Joker <laughs> just wants to, to, to quote the Dark Knight, see the world burn. So neither one of them actually have what it takes to get rid of the other because Joker would get bored and Batman would break his rule. And so there is this interesting dynamic. And I think the Lego Batman movie, while being a clever spoof, being like just visually really interesting with the Lego style and being hilarious also tells like a insightful look into their dynamic. This is tough. Yeah. This is really tough because Lego Batman, I was watching it. I have a small child and I was watching it the other day. Mm-hmm. And that opening scene where he's like singing yeah. as he's yeah. like fighting and crime. Yeah. I was just watching it and I'm like, this is, this is freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just great. And so it's tough because I did want to try and squeeze a Batfleck movie in there. I know. I know. But I think, I think because, oh, I'm going to put Batman Begins at number four for me. Okay. That's fair. That's what I'm going to do yeah. for, you know, and for all the same reasons as you, we get to see like an origin story for Batman that like we haven't seen before. And, uh, I think for moviegoers and like audiences yeah. that maybe don't know as much about Batman or like aren't as familiar with the comics and stuff like that. It was just like super fun to see, um, like a theatrical version of Batman's origin story, yeah. like come to life in that way. It's yeah. just awesome. It, it does the Batman training so well. That's like, we never need to see Batman like becoming Batman ever again. Yeah. Just start with him as Batman. Batman begins. Did it. Yeah. We don't need to see it again. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's really good. So yeah, um, I'll take that as number four. All right. So that was your number four. My number yeah. three. So I don't forget. My number three. I'm actually gonna put the Batman at number three. Um, so we spent this whole episode talking about why it's great. So yeah. Um, I think the reason it's not in the top two is for like the pacing and structural reasons. Where it's like my top two when we'll get to them. I will watch and rewatch for the rest of my life. And I just think the Batman as of right now, I don't see it having that total rewatchability factor. And it doesn't have like that, just like really strong, like euphoric cathartic 
ending or climax that like yeah. the these other two have and the the my top two are a little bit tighter they're tighter stories i got you but i mean for for all the amazing batman movies we've had for the batman being this however many movies this is like yeah into it that it made it this high is pretty impressive yeah so that's my number three i'm curious to see where you put the batman um, yeah uh well man this is really tough dude yeah the three slot is tough the three is yeah. uh i mean i'm pretty sure that you and i are gonna have the same one number one yeah. uh but yeah three slot is tough i'm gonna go with my gut and just say snyder cut the snyder cut of um justice league or of bvs <laughs> oh my god sorry <laughs> uh justice league Okay, so the Justice League, yeah. yeah. The black and white. Yeah. Snyder Cut of Dude, Justice League. That movie's good. I liked it, man. I really enjoyed it. And it's like, for that to happen, and by the way, the Snyder Cut is the Justice League, the ultimate edition. The ultimate cut, yeah. Batman Well, I don't, I don't know if you misspoke, uh, or I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've got, I've never seen a single Batman yeah, movie other than the Batman. Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I really like the Snyder Cut. I feel like that is an unprecedented thing to happen. Mm-hmm. I I just think it's really cool that that was allowed to take place. I like the story behind it. Um, and I really like his cut of it. And I think that the longer, the longer uh, format for the movie, it almost being three hours, really gives the characters the room to yeah. breathe that they need, yep. like desperately need in that movie and um i enjoyed the heck out of it whenever i saw it we watched it together well, what's really, interesting really is it. like from a visual standpoint the movies are very different like the snyder cut is going for a more grandiose um larger scale kind of like operatic like yeah. it's it's very that's Zack snyder style like every shot is just like just immaculate and, and yeah. impressive and it's it's grand yeah and again like uh, kind of operatic um yeah but and like whereas the batman was was more point of view more like intimate they both tell stories about broken people choosing hope mm-hmm. and that's what i loved about the snyder cut was you have all these broken people who have all the right in the world to turn their back on humanity because the world's turned their back on them and they mm-hmm. all choose hope yeah and choose to like to believe in the goodness of the world. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting coming from like a Zack Snyder movie. Um, yeah. and I really like that. And the Batman does the same turn at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think my current number three would be the Snyder cut. Yeah. And, uh, man, but it was tough. Uh, bat Lego Batman was right there. Yeah. Lego Batman is so good. <sighs> so stinking it's so good. So watchable. Man. I love it. It's, it's so good. So funny. Oh, it's um, so and that's good. the thing is like, I'm, I, I could see some people being like, Oh, the Lego Batman, it's not serious. You can't count it. But like yeah. the Batman has such a rich history that there's room for the Batman dark gritty take. And also like the Adam West or Lego Batman, like yeah. they're all valid. Yep. They're I agree. All valid. I but agree. My number two, I alluded to it earlier is mask of the phantasm. Yeah. I still think at the end of the day, if you're going to ask me what's the best like take on Batman in a movie, yeah. it's Mask of the Phantasm. And like the Batman, it really investigates like Bruce's 
um, relationship to vengeance yeah. and revenge. And it does it in such an artful way. And in, whereas in the Batman, it's comparing Batman to the Riddler and Phantasm, it's comparing him to this woman from his life who takes on the the identity of the Phantasm and um, murders all the gangsters who murdered her father. And it's like a very like Batman easily could have become her and donned the Batman as a way to kill the people who killed his parents. Right. And he sees how close he could have came to that. And he chooses not to. And it's yeah. so good. It's so well done. I love that movie. I will admittedly, that's a hole. Yeah. In my Batman Dude, watching. Ch- check it out. It's it's like an hour and a half, maybe yeah. hour 20. I haven't seen it. It's but, a really uh, good take. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. That sounds like a really interesting take, especially for like an yeah. animated movie. You know, I'm, I w- I've been late to the game on animated movies. There are a lot of amazing animated films that I haven't seen. Yeah. Well, um, as an excuse, you can have Augie watch it, even though I don't, it's not like it's not like inappropriate, but it's not like the most colorful animated yeah. kids movie. I made uh, I watched one of the first movies me and him like ever watched together mm-hmm. was Galveston, oh, and boy. I like I had no idea Augie's, what it was about. Augie's just doomed. I had no idea what it was about, <laughs> and I was like sitting there watching you it. Knew it was written by Nick Pizzolatto. So. Yeah, I did, but I was like, yeah. you know, surely it'll be crazy. Yeah. But I was <laughs> sitting there From watching the man it. Man who wrote True Detective, and he this like charming. And, you know, like he like wasn't watching it at all, yeah. and then, and then during like the worst part of the, like the most like violent yeah. part of the, he's like, and like starts watching it and I'm like, yeah. like trying to cover him up. I don't know. He was like a month old, so yeah. then, you know that's all mush up there anyway. Anyway, okay, so what's uh, your number two? So my number two is the Batman, the eighty nine. No, the oh, Batman. oh the Batman. Okay, yeah. That I liked it that much. Number two. I mean, I, it's my number two. It was close to number two for me. It's number two. The Batman, baby. No, I think that I'm gambling putting it at my number two because I, I'm gambling on the fact that whenever I rewatch it for the second and third time, I'm gonna like it more and more. I that's true. I it might feel creep it. Up to number I two feel for me. it going that way for me already. I really like this take. I really mm-hmm. like this version of Gotham. Um, and I just see it. I see myself liking it more and more as yeah. time goes by. So I'm going to go ahead and just put it. That's at number fair. Two. That's fair. Which by the way, while all this crap was going on in Gotham, what was Superman doing? Well, technically the nerdy answer is Matt Reeves Batman. Oh, Matt Reeves Batman takes yeah. place in an alternate kind of world. Separated. Yeah. It's yeah. separate. It's separate from the rest of the DCU. You're right. So. So yeah, I always I thought that was so funny in um, the Zack the Snyder Batman v Superman and mm-hmm. and Justice League that like they were neighboring towns kind of. Oh yeah, they they made them like twin cities. Yeah, yeah, and it was like <laughs> yeah. Gotham. All these like awful things are going on <laughs> yeah. all the time, and Superman is just like <laughs> like cool. Yeah, See they you made guys Gotham later. like the like the, Batman could take that for you. Yeah, like the the rougher city next door. Yeah, it yeah, was interesting. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But uh, I think we can just I like, go. I still like to picture it that way, though. Yeah. I think we can just go together, and our number one three is two, two. one. Batman Dark Forever. Oh, <laughs> no. No, uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heat, I mean, the Dark Knight. It has to be our number one because it's Heat with Batman. Yeah. It's Heat with. You, there's no better combination. There really isn't. Christopher man. Nolan was sitting there like, Heat's the greatest movie ever made. How can I make it better? And then he just was like, You put Batman in it. 
And you record the gunshots. Yeah. And you record the gunshots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, I actually don't think it's the best Batman take on the character. Sure. But like, it's still for me the best movie made with Batman in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's, it is the most, it's the most compelling story, I think. Yeah. Um, or it may be the most compellingly shot story that we get from Batman. I mean, we get one of the greatest jokers that will, there will ever be like one of the greatest Joker yeah. performances that we'll ever see. Yeah. And well, j yeah, just the way, was, just the way the Joker tests Batman throughout the whole movie just makes that movie fly by the way he built the relationships between the villains and the characters and mm -hmm. like their motivations and their drives was awesome. Yeah. And the way he set up the world that does it, man, like, yeah. and that's what heat does. It sets up this world yeah. and, uh, that these characters are kind of living in and it is, um, it feels, it feels real yeah. and it feels like you're in it and that it, it sets up this world mm -hmm. and it is just like it, it, it for does, me it's the, the best one it does tr tragedy really well which is a key component of a batman story in that you know in the dark knight bruce wants to leave batman behind and go for rachel and like yeah. he's ready to let someone like harvey like take over protecting gotham like a, just yeah. a non-vigilante do it he's ready and to have the joker take that from him like every time i watch it, it like it, it's so brutal knowing that yeah. like he was this close to finding what he was looking for yeah and to have it taken away from him again mm. and the way the joker pushes his buttons in a way where you know he's just doing it because it's fun for him and yeah. it's just so like nihilistic yeah yeah I, so much has been said about the dark knight but i just think yeah. Compared to all the rest, it, it, it's paced really well. It's from minute one to the very end, like the most engaging. Well, and of my top two, which such an awesome opening to The Dark Knight as well. Yeah. But of my top two, I chose, in my opinion, the two that do Batman the most different from any way that we've seen Batman in the past. Right. Um, which I think for me is the biggest bang for your buck you can get with Batman. It's just like they did something completely different with the character and it wasn't so different that it wasn't Batman, but it yeah. was, it was different enough to make you see an angle of him that we haven't investigated before, Yeah, which, uh, which I think was really cool because in the dark Knight you really see Batman kind of at the end of his rope. Yep. And then, uh, the Batman, you kind of see him, picking mm -hmm. up the rope if we want to carry the uh yeah. the um yeah metaphor all the way through. yeah they, both those movies push batman as a character like very well yeah and that's always rewarding but uh yeah. that was our top five of our batman movies even and, though i haven't ever seen a batman in yeah, my entire yeah. Life. That, was, that was really impressive to you to pull out five <laughs> yeah. movies that you've seen yeah. yeah um but that was our spoiler review of the batman um I think that's probably it for our Batman content for a while. Yeah, we've uh, we've uh, we've beat the Batman horse two episodes, to death, probably. Yeah. Two episodes in a row. Next week, if we do what I think we're doing, 
we have something different in store for you. Yeah. And I think that's exciting. Give you a little taste. It's of, not uh, about movies. Yeah. I think, I think it's time for us to dip our toes into TV because we are just as passionate about TV. Mm-hmm. And we have a great yeah. discussion for you next week. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, follow us, subscribe to why it's great. Um, Leave a review. Leave a review, please. I am waiting for someone to leave a review for our podcast. Comment on this video whose top five list is inferior. Yeah, yeah. Leave a comment. Let us know. Uh, let us know what your yeah. top five Rip is. Rip me up for putting uh, Batman and Robin in the top five. You know, that's respect. Honestly, like, I respect that. <laughs> I really do. All right. Well, see you next time, guys. See you next week.